The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Hello and welcome to the Murder in Mind podcast brought to you by SJP World Media. A look back at the much-forgotten anthology series from the BBC in the early 2000s. I'm one half of your hosting Joe Morty and I'm joined by all beardy balls. We did that last time, I'm sticking with it. It's the Cy Pal. Goodness oh, sake. Yeah, alright mate, just hoping that doesn't stick as a nickname. I thought, I, you know. <laughs> Don't want beardy balls to stick. No, we don't want beardy walls to stick. Definitely. I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm in a little bit of a silly mood, so I apologise in uh, in advance. Um, but you know, excited to be, as we said last time, back talking to you about mm. this uh, this TV series that doesn't get the love that I think it deserves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I suppose a little peek behind the curtain, and we're we're doing two episodes tonight, so you'll hear one here, obviously, and then one next week as well. So well back underway isn't it and I, i'm bloody loving it yeah i'm yeah, um, absolutely and and you know what we uh this episode that we're going to talk about today called memories ironically don't remember right um so it's the second one in a row really that we're both kind of watching blind now i have seen it i definitely would have seen this one because on the dvd set it is on a uh it's on the last of the three dvds Yes. Um, and there's only two episodes on there, and I know that I've watched the second one numerous times. So there's no way I haven't seen this, mm-hmm. but ironically, don't remember it. Fair enough. I have never seen it. No. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I suppose, you know, usually what we do is we kind of have a quick look back on the, uh, the last episode that we talked about, but I don't even remember what that was. Um, I did until literally <laughs> now, and also my mind has gone blank. It's so it was the landlord fella. Victim it was a bit dodgy. Yeah, that's, that's the it. one. Yeah, and uh, we were kind of trying to suss out the whole time. We knew it was one of the girls, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And we we're trying to work out which one. It was. Well, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought I that thought was, it was really good. good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Excellent stuff. It's funny as well because I'm seeing faces now that I recognise. Okay. You know, in, th- in this episode, there's faces that I recognise, which I don't know where from, but I reckon <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I know them, but I don't know where from. Yeah, yeah, and and we still, um, yeah, we've said before. One of the things is you have people some before they were kind of majorly famous, some at the height of their fame, some comedians, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen that many of yet. I thought there was more in the series than there had been because so far we've really had like. Um, Keith Barrett, I nearly said his character is Rob Brydon. Um, yeah, I suppose you know Phil Mitchell was in a different role, not a comedian, but different role than we usually see him from. We had Beppe from EastEnders, but there wasn't as many as I remember. Uh, but I do me, know there's a few coming up in the third series. Yeah, for me, when I look at it, you, you got the, the I don't know if it's the front cover of the DVD or like the the, the sort of presentation shot or like all the squares of the different colours and whatnot, mm. and. There's a lot of comedians in that image. So I don't know if that makes me think there's going to be more comedians than not, because we've got obviously uh, the guy who plays Rodney from Only Fools. He's on that he image. Yeah. Uh, Pauline Quirk from Birds of a Feather that we saw yeah, in an episode. Yeah, we've seen her already. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. She she's on that picture, that sort of cover of the DVDs or whatever, and then like I said, Rob Brydon as well. So people who are normally in you know comedy roles, I guess there's quite a few of them on the front cover of the DVD, or at least on mm. the, the the screenshot of it anyway. So maybe that's what's me- leading me to think there's more comedians than not. But that, you know, again, you say about Phil Mitchell, for example, his character wasn't Phil Mitchell. Well, it was quite heavily Phil Mitchell, but he was just you know doing. <laughs> <laughs> No, at the beginning it wasn't when he was laughing and joking in the rain. But yeah. <laughs> that was a weird. Yeah. It was strange. Feel you loved it though. You love a bit of cheese, didn't you? <laughs> I do, mate. I do. Yeah. Um, I suppose we better get into this one then. Indeed. Lovely. So this is uh, episode seven of the second series uh, called Memories, as we spoke about. Um, so we open. On as I said to Sai before we started recording, I've got in my notes on a surgeon, Mrs. Table. Yeah, surgeon, Mrs. Table, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> started um, well. Yes, yeah. Uh, I haven't glanced at the rest of these notes yet, but I think they're going to be pretty much at this standard all the way through. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but we open again, like every episode, I would say, uh, pretty differently. We open mm-hmm. up on a surgeon's table. And um, we've got the main surgeon there, who obviously we don't know who that is at the time, um, talking to the person on the table, you know, which we find out later with a young boy. Like, come on, you've got this, da da da, all this kind of stuff. Um, and suddenly we get flashes of the daytime. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't open in the daytime, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think we're okay, but flashes of the daytime, a bit early for my liking. Yeah. When he leaves when he leaves the hospital, I think it is nighttime and that's like present day, so I think we're okay. Okay. We're okay. <laughs> we're fine. Again, we're saying that the all episodes that start in the day are bad. I think one of them was. Yeah. But I'm gonna stick to this. <laughs> I will die on that hill. <laughs> Any T V show that opens in the daytime. Yeah, that's it from from that, every single one. <laughs> I would always knackered because it's always sunny. <laughs> um, we get flashes of um, kids running about in the woods, and uh, I put a little lad falling, mm-hmm. and then uh, wakes this guy wakes up. The surgeon wakes up, kind of in a sweat and a and a panic. Yes, yes. My initial issue thought sorry we're looking at the kid it looks mm-hmm. more dated than the show does it's obviously mm-hmm. set, you know, in my head it was 70s but obviously it's actually 60s i guess but yeah the, the clothing and the haircut you think okay this is you know much younger i initially thought straight away that the lad running in the dream was the surgeon that's yeah. my initial thought yeah yeah and um, it's kind of a flashback deal isn't it really isn't it mm-hmm. yeah um and he's, he's got a buddy there, like surgeon, surgeon buddy guy. Um, says to me, you know, look like a nightmare. You did good work. And there he's like, yeah, yeah I did. I know. <laughs> Not sure of confidence, is he? Um, so our main guy, our surgeon, is uh, Stuart Wilshire, who is played by Neil Pearson, who we tried to speak about last week um, and failed. He was in the Bridget Jones films as someone called Richard Finch. Okay. I don't remember. Never that. watched them. I think I've seen the first one. Okay. Well, he's in all of them, apparently. I don't remember. No. Um, the only thing I remember from Bridget Jones is that I got home once when my wife was pregnant the first time. Okay. And my wife, Mawaf, she is um, 
she is, how can I put it, not an overly emotional person. Right, okay. So I walked in and she was crying. I was like, oh my God, something's happened. Someone's died. Right. <laughs> right. That's the only time I'd ever seen her cry up until that point. Someone was dead. Um, and I go up to her and I'm like, oh my God, what's happened? She's like, I just watched Bridget Jones' diary. And her baby, <laughs> that was it. I was like, what? I watched Bridget Jones' baby. I was like, okay. So why are you crying? It's such a good film. Oh, it's not even that it was sad. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, dear, off to bed. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the hormones. <laughs> oh. over it. Uh, apparently he was also in Drop Dead Donkey. I don't know if you remember that. Back yes. Yes. Is that the, they work in the press? Is it a newspaper? Yeah. Or TV? Yeah. 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 Um, I remember liking that, but I don't remember that much about it. Mm. Was it was it loosely a sketch show as well? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's at home now. Um, I've written his son is Nicholas in capital letters. Did in you capital- recognise the eldest son? No. Was that someone we were to? talking about last week? You didn't? Okay, no. Okay, that's Nicholas Holt. Right. Um, who was in About a Boy. Okay, I remember you talking about this last week. Yeah, you yeah. should have known his idea. No, I've got no idea. <laughs> no. Uh, so Nicholas Holt, I'm finding... Uh, he was in... Uh, he's very young, I put here. He's probably 12 or 13. Mm. Uh, Battle Boy, um, that was apparently, that was released the same year as this. Oh, okay. A big year for him. Uh, he was also in X-Men, Skins... Loads of things. I saw loads of adverts for a movie he was in recently. He seems to do a lot of adverts around zombies. I feel right. like he's been at least three or four zombie films. Skins, that's... What's that? That was like a teen drama type thing in the mid-2000s. Oh, do they all have, like, special powers? No, that's Misfits. Oh, okay. I'm thinking yes. it's completely different then. Skins was like Misfits without the special powers. Ah, uh, okay. I never really watched it. I think one of them dies of a drug overdose or something. It's a bit dark, I think. Oh, spoiler alert, what? Sorry, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry for spoiling something that aired like 15 years ago. <laughs> that I'm never going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's on all four. Um, we've also got uh, another little lad there who's called Ryan. No one cares. But the little daughter that is there, yeah. I care about her. Okay. If it wasn't for her, I'd be a very sad boy. Okay. Because it's a Doctor Who alert. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> the only one. Okay. So I wouldn't have had one if it wasn't for her. It's not the furthest I've had to stretch, but it was a close one. But actually, she plays a, a fairly, um, I wouldn't say a big role, but in one of the episodes she does, she was in uh, Series 2, Episode 2, School Reunion, as a character called Nina. So School Reunion was the one with Sarah Jane rocks up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was the young girl who um, is under threat um, that kind of runs after them. And she's she's a, a, in that little group of people at that okay, time. Okay. You'd recognise if you uh, if you watched it. But yeah, she plays a, plays a character called Nina. So I'm very glad for her. There we go. Then. Uh, and whilst we're doing it, we might as well talk about his wife, who's played by Rebecca Lacey. Uh, she was in 52 episodes of Casualty as Georgina Woodman. I don't know, the wife's always watched Casualty, loves it, but it's not something I enjoy. No, um, no. 
it's the only thing of really credit on there that she's been mm. in. Yeah, fifty-two episodes is quite a lot. Yeah, it is. It's quite. Yeah, yeah she's quite recognisable in that. They filmed uh, an episode of uh, Casualty at Gloucester City. Did I tell you that? I don't think so. Gloucester City Football Club. Yeah, before the floods and they wrecked our ground, they filmed an episode of Casualty at Gloucester City Football Club. Some of the players were extras in it. And it was supposed to be a low-level football team in a cup game, and they get given a penalty, and the guy who's about to take the penalty has a heart attack, and that's why Casualty has to sort of step in and help him out. But it was all filmed. You can find it on uh, YouTube, and you, can, you know, there's like all the Gloucester City kit they use, and uh, some fans in the ground, and all that sort of stuff. And but um, what they did, the BBC, by way of thanks, is they bought us massive like six foot seven foot tall plastic because they were called tigers lost city back then okay massive six seven foot tall plastic tigers that matched our badge that we could put all around the ground and it looked the business but then the flood then the floods hit and just trashed everything but yeah you get to see how wonderful meadow park was on youtube on an episode of casualty i will do that when i listen to this because we're doing a lot of recording and i'll forget by the time we finish yeah there we go (laughs) (laughs) oh the fortress that was meadow park (laughs) really a fortress if it got flooded okay all right (laughs) 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 sorry (laughs) um i i've written again we've not told any story yet but i've written this is an odd house their house i thought so Mm. because it was a bit of a mixture of you had all the kids paintings and little child stuff around and then really old people like plates and walls and yeah Really old crockery, and it was. It didn't feel like a family house. It felt like an old person's house that someone just stuck some kids' pictures on. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I also think as well, it was like they had separate rooms, but it was open plan at the same time. Yeah, weird house. He, yeah, he walked around, around the corner, and there was like an extra front room or an extra sofa or something. It was a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I picked up on that, of all things, but... Um, He's got anyway. He's got three three kids there. Uh, the little ones are watching a horror movie. Yeah, as, um, as you do. Yeah, and and he just sits there and has a conversation with them about it. Like, don't be sure watch that, guys. And I'll, how brilliant was the sound from the TV? Oh, I didn't. Uh, I if I did pick up on it, I've forgotten it. Really? So they're watching a, a horror movie, and he's sitting there and he's having a conversation with them. Like, I don't think you should be watching this. It's a bit. Uh, it's a bit graphic. I don't think. Rather than just turn the freaking thing off. Yeah. These are young kids, aren't they? Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, but in the background, you go, oh, no, no, ah, please, ah. <laughs> It was amazing. Brilliant. It was just like stock <laughs> horror uh, sound effects from the BBC archives. It was oh. fantastic. <laughs> that leads into him talking about... Um, <laughs> that leads into him talking about not wanting to discipline the kids, though, doesn't it, of his wife? Yeah. Because she was like, why don't you just turn it off? And he was like, oh, I don't like to discipline them. That's your department and all this. So straight away, I'm thinking, right, what's going on here then? Is that playing into something here? I thought, well, is I didn't that at all. But my mind instantly went to, is this dad issues? Is that him uh-huh. running through the woods and his dad was chasing him? That's uh-huh. where my mind went. Then. Oh, okay. My mind was just focused on the... Oh, no, please. <laughs> that sounds like your wedding night video, doesn't it? <laughs> I see how this one's going to be. <laughs> He's going to get me back for trashing Gloucester uh, Football Club. Not as go. bad as the rain did. Um, oh, prick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I've just I've no, I've written a note here that I didn't realise I've written. So I, I put about the the funny sound effects on the TV. And I put to me it sounded like Dan Griffin pushing one out. Then we're writing that. <laughs> and you don't drink, do you? <laughs> no, I think that's the problem. Yeah, I think maybe you need something. <laughs> Oh dear, honestly. You're working straight quite often. I think you maybe just get a line or something, give yourself a little bump. And be... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I've, I've just been delirious recently. I spent seven minutes, this has got nothing to do with anything. I spent seven minutes a couple of nights ago. I wake up probably about three o'clock in the morning and I said something. You know, like, because you're not really with it. I said something out loud and I thought, that's funny. Because I said the <laughs> first thing out loud that I thought of. And then I just said words and I thought, I'm just going to say the first words that come out. And I did that for about seven. I was just sitting there like like the otters wearing a helmet made of sherbet. Oh, I wish the monkeys sucked on the dog's toes. Look over there. There's a skittle monkey. Just nothing. Just like I just did there. I was just rattling off words for about seven minutes. No, oh, the thing is, <laughs> if you did that to music, I mean, the Beatles made a career out of that in the seventies. You know, <laughs> or the late sixties at least. You know. Good point. Yeah. Goodness me. Anyway. Put your silly away more. Right. We, um, anyway, then, uh, he has another nightmare. We get back to there. He's got a nightmare again about the boy falling in the woods. And that's as far as it's reached at this point. Mm. Um, he gets some milk in the night. He goes downstairs, gets some milk and his youngest son, Jake makes him shit himself. I've written, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> I'm not surprised though, the creepy little fucker. Yeah, exactly. He's just kind of stood there. That's like, you know, if there was only one, of the kids from The Shining, that's how they behave. You know, it was, it was that kind of vibe, wasn't it, you know? He was creepy. Yeah. He turned around, he was just there. Um, and then I put, why is he getting bollocked by his wife? Because his wife starts yelling at him for scaring the kid. He was, he didn't do anything. He was no. getting some milk. Yeah, I think she's, I don't know, I can't figure her out in this episode. Because there mm. are moments when it seems like she's, as we get into it, we'll, we'll see more about it, I suppose, but... There are moments where she seems like genuinely concerned about what's going on with her husband and she's worried about him and she wants him to get help. And then there are other times where she's just downright, you know, nasty to him for no reason. And yeah. at the end, at the end, pretty, pretty worryingly evil as well. You know, so, <laughs> there's quite a bit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Strange, um, strange character. Uh, and I don't know if it's the writing. Well, it is the writing, but I don't know if it's not good writing. Mm. Yeah, okay. uh, I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, then uh, Jake, Jake, the little lad, goes to bed, and so he starts talking to his wife. Uh, I write here, she's a bit of a bell. Yes. Um, she's saying things about like, um, oh, that 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 dream must mean that you're feeling trapped in our marriage, and makes a comment about like, would you, you know, have, not having an affair, and she's like, mm, I don't know, and it's just like, oh, piss off, love. Yeah, why? I don't understand. Why is it all about her all of a sudden? Yeah. He's obviously got some, some issues that are really affecting him. I mean, you know, I've had a reoccurring bad dream in the past that I've ended mm. up having to talk through with someone and so on. And it is horrible. It's a horrible mm. thing, situation to be in. And he's obviously going through something here that he doesn't understand. And she's like, oh, it's about me. You don't love me anymore. She's thinking about that big fat Dr. Wallet, I expect, the paycheck, isn't she? And being, a bit concerned. Going. <laughs> <laughs> being concerned about the money that he brings in and that big old wonky house and all the weird rooms. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I didn't like her from the get-go here. Nah. Um, nice little mention of Reggie Perrin, though. Yeah. I'm not going to do a Reggie Perrin. 
Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that in years. I bet if you rewatch that now, it's not aged well. Um, I last time I rewatched it was probably about five years ago. I got the DVD set and all that, and I think I think it's I don't think that bad. Okay. The early the, the early series because when it just starts to become a bit repetitive, um, and there are obviously but he is a bit of an old sexist and he rich parent. Mm. No. Um, it's better than the one that old matey from Behaving Badly did. So. What was that? Uh, what's his name? Name's gone out of my head. Uh, Martin Clunes. Yeah. Did a remake of Reggie Perrin. Oh, okay. Yes, so I remember that name. Yeah, it was wonky. Bless him. Yeah. Um, he, he grabs a whiskey, and then they argue about the horror movie that you said about him, like not being sure about that. And then she gives him shit about having a whiskey. Leave the bloke alone. Mm. Um. We see the flash again, you know, the flashback. Uh, this time, uh, I put someone, presumably him, taking a branch to a little lad. Yeah, when we because this is, but, but I've labelled these the because each time we see the dream, we get a little mm. bit more, don't we? Mm. Yeah, maybe not, maybe not each time, but there, it, there's a progression throughout the episode. Yeah, at so, least like yeah, a little bit of throughout. Yeah, in in this in this occasion, we're seeing the the young kid run off, mm-hmm. and then we're seeing a second lad in a red coat. And I've literally labeled this second lad red coat boy. So, <laughs> and yeah, my mind then went to, he has to be red coat boy mm. because we see certain aspects of the dream now, almost from that point of view, which means that mm-hmm. in my head, it has to be him. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. Absolutely. Um, I made a little note at this point. So obviously I'm, I'm making notes. I'm going along on this. And at this point I wrote, I think the flashes are a bit overdone. What, as in too much of them? I think so. Already by this point, because already this is like the third or fourth one. Mm-hmm. And we're, what, like not even 10 minutes in? Yeah. So for me, I was already getting a little bit fed up with the flashes. And I understand yeah, here okay. we saw something more. We saw a, a big stick. Uh, but I was a bit like, I don't know. Does that get... carry on for you then, uh, as the episode goes yeah, on? Yeah, it gets because... worse. Oh, okay. Right, so I didn't notice that at all. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I... I Without jumping ahead too much, some of the later ones that reveal more, I was fine mm-hmm. with. Yeah. But when they were like a bit, like I so said, the first two were literally the same flash forward. And then we had this one, and then we had another one in a little bit, which we get to, which is the same as this one. And it's so I was just a bit like, I don't think I need it constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that he's having the nightmares, but you could just have him wake up for the nightmares. We now know what that nightmare is. We yeah. don't need to keep seeing the same thing for me. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Um, they go and visit his mum, Mary. Um, <laughs> so his daughter's a bit of a psycho. Because uh, they have a little bit of a conversation, don't they, with a little one. And she's talking about killers or whatever. She's, yeah. she's well into the horror genre, isn't she? <laughs> I got to again, a little sidetrack, I suppose. This show has basically become us talking roughly about murder in mind and then just yeah. random nonsense around it, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, really. I, I got told off by my wife today for speaking to my middle daughter, who is uh, 16. And I don't know how we got onto the subject, but we were talking about how the Golden Gate killer in the 80s and the 70s, the serial killer that they caught very recently, but he, he was like, you know, at large for decades on end. Mm. Um, he used to sneak into people's houses before the actual killings to, yeah. hide, wep- to hide weapons around the house. 
And if they had a dog, he'd like pet, spend an hour or two in the night petting the dog and feeding them. And so the dog would come to trust him. So when he broke in to kill people, the dog wouldn't react and his weapons were already in the, in, in the, in the location he was going into. I've got no idea how he got onto this, but I'm, talk- <laughs> I'm just talking openly to my daughter about this. And my wife is just shooting me daggers. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Shut the F- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I think I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, his mum is played by Amy Stallybrass. It's spelled. Uh, she passed away in 2021. Uh, unfortunately, but she had some really big roles over the years. Before this, she played Jane Seymour in something. Um, she played a character called Anna Strauss, uh, which was in a TV series years ago that was really, really um, popular. Apparently, I looked it up, and it was you know from the seventies. I think it was. It was okay. like a really popular show. Um, and she was Aunt Eileen in Heartbeat. I don't know if you remember her. She was in it for a fair while. Don't I? Don't, do you know? What? I don't remember her. But Heartbeat was a massive show in my house. My dad. Ad- adored heartbeat it was like his favorite tv show really yeah, green grass the, and all that lot yeah to the point where you know it, it, they do, what, don't know what channel it's on where it's on like you know drama or itv4 or something mm. they show it sort of late afternoon mm-hmm. and my dad's a delivery driver and there are certain days when his run takes a shorter amount of time and he is the happiest ever on those days because he can go back and watch the reruns of heartbeat now in my head i'm thinking you've already seen them probably 50 times yeah i'm two if it means that much to you, you've got the DVDs on the shelf. You know, why is it that exciting that you're back in time to catch the rerun on ITV4? You know, so it makes it, it makes it, it's irrelevant. It makes no difference to you. You can, you can watch them whenever you like. You know? See, I, I remember that she was, um, she was in it and I remember the name on Eileen. I've just looked her up. She was in 42 episodes of it. Okay. Um, and she was Kate Rowan's aunt. Which one was Kate Rowan? It was Kate the barmaid. She might have been uh, Dr. Kate Rowan. Oh, no, she wasn't a barmaid then. She might have been. It might just be her full name. What? What? She's a doctor. She's working behind the bar. What no, do you mean? Her, her, name, her name might be Doctor. You know, like, her first name is Doctor. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay I'll go along with that. I'm clasping clasping. Um, she's very proud of her son. She's talking about him being one of the one of the best surgeons and pediatric surgeons in the country, and she's full of beaming of pride, isn't she? Mm. Yes, getting indeed. good vibes. Um, I was. Yeah, she's really lovely in this bit. But then there's a scene where they're sat down having some grub, isn't there? There is. And they're I talking. I haven't made any ab- notes of it, but there is. Okay, <laughs> and they're talking about what is uh, making sacrifices. Mm. and the one kid instantly goes to, you know, butchering people for the gods, which is not quite what they were meaning. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> the daughter, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mum talks then about making sacrifices so that you can have a better life later on and all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking they're really, you know, you're going in on this. And she's talking about how proud she is of her doctor son. He's amazing. And obviously, the, you know, Stuart, isn't it, the guy's name? Yeah. He also says about how it's a bit cringe that his mum talks that way about him and makes him out to be some superhero or something like that. Mm. And I'm thinking, she does seem incredibly keen and she's talking about sacrifice. So what's that about? But I'm uh, only thinking that. suspicious side. Uh, yeah, but I'm only thinking that because we've now watched, what, 15 episodes of this? 16 yeah, episodes like of this? That. Yeah. If this was the first one I watched, gone straight over my head, wouldn't have noticed anything at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> because I know how this show works now, I'm like, hmm, okay, old lady, I'm keeping my eye on you. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing there wasn't some sort of thing on the TV like before when there was like a missing child thing on the TV. There was a random bloke sat there, and so I was like, he did it. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, they go for a little stroll in the country, and then the little lad just starts running into the woods. Yeah, for no, no reason. But again, that, that's the bit that bothered me. The no reason, no reason. And also, what I really didn't understand was when he started running, they were all looking at him, mm-hmm. and he ran, and they were all staring at him, and then they all started running off in different directions, going, "Jake, yeah, it's <laughs> like just saw him go that way." <laughs> and it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not like they're, they're on a a path in the woods or anything like that. They've got off to, into like the sort of, I don't know what you call it, the, the, the raffier parts. It's, it's like actually the woods, woods, isn't it? But it's not like an overgrown jungle or anything. No, there's, there's a lot of space in between all the trees. Yeah, exactly. And well, first of all, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, that's the woods where the little boy fell down and got hit with a stick. Yep. That's the link there, you know? But then the little his boy runs off, Jake... And, no think, and I'm like, okay, why is he running? And then secondly, where's he gone? Is he mm-hmm. a magician? Is it, they you were know, all watching him, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, even to us, it's like uh, as the viewer, we're only we're, obviously we're dictated to by the camera angles and the shots we get. He's vanished to us. We're like, where's he? Because he was there one second, and I was gone. But there's mm-hmm. nowhere he can go. He must be. He must be magic. Yeah, and it, his his dad is the one only one out of all of them that managed to find him and keep up like behind him and he yeah. kept running away from his dad um and then uh he rugby tackles a little lad <laughs> takes him out uh, i laughed at that yeah i did as well because it was just unnecessary <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> he could have just grabbed this, this lad's got to be what, what like five yeah and he's a fully grown <laughs> man just <laughs> smashing into the deck <laughs> That guy's got to be like six foot. <laughs> oh, the only way it could have been any funnier was if he didn't actually tackle him. He caught up with him enough because obviously he's you know physically quicker than this five year old boy. He doesn't need to tackle him. He can catch up with him and just go stop. But if yeah. he did, if he got close enough, just to stick his leg out and tap his heels as he's running full pace, so the lad just and then he just drops the elbow. That would have rang it off for me. <laughs> I'm going to say something about us because I was thinking when you were saying that just run behind just give him a big boot up the arse <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that comedy sketch with Matt Berry where he's like walking he's, he'll be walking along and he'll see a woman like carrying a fish tank and he'll say oh let me take that for you where do you want me to take it and he starts walking and she goes oh just my boyfriend's flat and he goes fuck you and drops it oh, have you yeah. seen that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and there's one where he starts walking the girl's dog and she and he's like and she says, Oh, I'm taking the boyfriend. He goes, Fuck you, and kicks the dog into the ether. That's what I was picturing. He's yeah. gonna that if if he did that, that would have got a bigger laugh from me. The rubber <laughs> tackle was fantastic. Or just <laughs> or just a proper old school Ric Flair chop block to the back of the knee. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, we just spent five minutes about a child being abused, essentially. Um <laughs> It was a funny rugby tackle. It was very funny. It was a funny visual. <laughs> um, but the run, though, again, the chase was interspersed with flashes back of this boy running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll be, I'm be honest. I've mentioned now. I am sitting there like, yeah, there we go. I, I'm okay. losing interest. Okay. Because of that. That sound. No, no. Bit... Okay. I, is is it too obvious? Do you mean or? 
I just, I've seen that flashback now probably, this is like the fifth time. Yeah. I don't need to see it anymore. So I, when it comes on, I'm like kind of switching off a little bit. Right, okay. And and like like you said, the only reason that boy was running in the woods was because then we could do this scene where we flash back to a boy running in the woods. There's no other reason that little lad just randomly runs off into the woods. Well, this is what I was going to say. Like The whole fact of him running away for nothing... It doesn't take much to put something in there to have a reason for him running. Perhaps he sees he, something or... Yeah, perhaps he sees a squirrel or, he, or mm. who knows, you know? Or, I don't know, he's, he's got a ball and he drops the ball and it bounces away, so he's running after the ball or whatever. There's, mm-hmm. you know... Obviously, they have to be on a big old fucking hill for that to work, I suppose, but... You know, <laughs> otherwise, it just drop and land at his feet. No need for the running. But... Um, <laughs> but yes... <laughs> It's easy to write something in there, I think, isn't it? Yeah, he could have done something, yeah. Or even, like, do something about the daughter, because she's a psychopath, um, saying something to him. You can hear her go, like, I'm going to get you, or something like, you know, just as a wind-up, and he runs away from her, like, "Eh." he could have done something, rather than he needs to run in the woods so that old matey can get freaked out about the fact that he's chasing a lad in the woods and getting flashbacks of chasing yeah. someone in the woods. It yeah. was a, it just, a, yeah, it was, hmm, not sure. Um, anyway, so she talks, he talks of her, uh, with his wife about it. And she said, she like, you probably tackled my child. <laughs> Did you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an accurate description of what went on. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just um, sat there like, yeah, he was running. <laughs> it's like that, that doesn't make it okay, Stuart. <laughs> he ran away. He deserved yeah. to get his beard. Perhaps he's running away because he saw that look in your eyes. You thought you were Jonah Lomu or something. And you're going to smash him. <laughs> Perhaps this has happened before. <laughs> Shit, that's having a flashback to when he played for New Zealand. Peg it. <laughs> Uh, she tells him to go and see a psychiatrist now, and then we get another one of the flashes, and this time we see two kids. And I put, he seems to be the one chasing and hitting with a stick, is how it seems on this one. But there are now two children chasing the young lad. Yes, there is a blue coat boy. <laughs> so was it was this grabbing you with, when with the little flashes where you were seeing a little bit more every time? Is it the opposite effect of where I was just going, I can't be bothered with another flashback. I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. Was it, were you enjoying seeing a bit more? It, yeah. But seeing the bit more and a bit more. It, yeah, definitely. Cause I'm, I'm now already at this stage where I'm thinking what has happened here. Okay. Cause his mum's a weirdo. We're getting these flashbacks. He's obviously being portrayed as acting weird with the whole rugby tackling his kid in the woods and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the initial kid in the jumper. And then we've got, red coat and blue coat it's like what is going on because at this point is this when we've seen the blood as well i think isn't it we've seen the blood on the stick yeah Mm. (laughs) so again i'm thinking okay so this kid's been walloped and i'm assuming dead because you know murder reminds us name of the show and i'm I'm thinking it, it looks like the kid in the red did it but we don't actually see the stick in his hands Mm-hmm. and then there's the blue coat kid is he the one who's actually done it and he's remembering bits and bobs back now now by this point I- i'm not annoyed with the flashbacks because i'm still getting bits of information from them i suppose mm-hmm. yeah no, i'm 
this was this flashback although i was like here we go again it was intriguing to me there was a second child because mm. that does add a question onto it oh okay so maybe he yeah. didn't hit the guy hit the lad maybe there's you know more to this um we um I've, just, I've written a note under there, so obviously it was. I'm not going to lie, I'm getting a bit irritated by these flashbacks. Um, <laughs> I put, dude checks on his son, then drinks more whiskey, and she stands behind him. Any idea what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's going through these moments now, isn't he, of sitting there and having a drink, and then she's always loitering in the background, staring at him. Yeah. And it's she's like, not leave... very supportive, is she? No, it's like, just leave the dude alone. You know, he's, he's going through some stuff, isn't he? If whiskey's how he handles it, leave, leave the fella be. But then he's yeah. also going to he goes and looks at the kid in the in his bedroom when he's sleeping and so on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I was thinking at this point, but he's already rugby tackled the boy. He's spending a lot of time staring at the kid whilst he's sleeping. And very early on in the episode, he sits down with the other two at the, the scene where they're watching. You two are my favourite kids. <laughs> my two favourite kids, and they go, "What about you know such and such?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm not bothered." And I was also doing it as a joke, just yeah. you know, just like what, yeah, what. But I'm, I'm reading far too much into it at this point. And I'm thinking, is he gonna, is he gonna kill the kid? Is this what's going on? <laughs> so I, I thought that this was just guilt because right. he, and he says slightly afterwards that he's worried that subconsciously he wants to hurt his kids. That's what he says. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I took that as guilt, but I was also thinking here he's going to end up killing that whole family. Right, yes. <laughs> That's what I thought yeah. was going to happen. He was going to have some kind of break. And, or it's going to be one of those, like, there's an episode of Criminal Minds where they catch up with this guy who's been in a psychotic break. Um, and um, the guy has been, you know, he's he's on the run. They've caught, they've caught up with him. He's on the run with his wife and kids. And they pull over the car. I think they even knock the car over. And he crawls out of the car and he's shouting he's got to get his family out. And it's revealed that his family aren't in there. They've been dead the whole time. And he'd already killed them. Right. And I was thinking, the family aren't there. (laughs) I was thinking, the family aren't there. He's already done it. That's where he's getting all this stuff from. He's replaced his son with someone else. That's what I started thinking. Right. Okay. Doesn't make any sense with the mum scene. No, no, it doesn't really, but... (laughs) <laughs> I was very tired when I watched this. <laughs> Surgeon misses table. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go on and kill his whole family. Can you imagine that? They go downstairs one day and he's just there in a full England rugby kit with a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Performing some weird hacker and then just smashes him into the cabinets and that. <laughs> Not my picture, but that would have been such good television. <laughs> 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 it would have broke people's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, on like the tape round his head, holding his ears back, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> the weird tape round his thighs, like Cesaro used to have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dear. You put um, sport bottles everywhere. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this poor guy's going through a lot of mental trauma. <laughs> yeah, um, we are just sat here mocking now. Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. Um, we get another shot of him in surgery, but he's obviously off his game on this one, isn't he? Mm-hmm, yeah. 
And they're kind of giving each other, they're all giving each other a look like, oh, gonna kill this lad. Mm, yes, but then he's not sleeping, he's drinking, and we don't find out if he cocked up with that surgery, do we? It was obviously was struggling, but we don't really find out. No, there wasn't anything that's all any repercussions from it, was there? I mean, okay, he was just a bit off on the game. Yeah, if something went wrong, you'd imagine it would get mentioned. It would be quite a story point, wouldn't I suppose? Yeah, yeah. Um, He gets home. (laughs) Really old people radiator covers. I don't know why I was noticing these things. Um, there's the psychiatrist is there that his wife had mentioned. Yes, and his wife is chatting shit about him. Other in, yeah, and he's and, not and, impressed. And the psychiatrist is the first one to notice him walk into the room, and it's just that thing of the look on her face as his wife is saying this is like it's just awkward, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've written the doctor is a good-looking woman. Yeah, fair enough. Don't know why I wrote it. I mean, she was. I'm not saying. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Don't know why I wrote that. She was horrid. <laughs> <laughs> Just it, it, I've, I don't think I've ever written that on one of the notes for our show before. Oh, I don't okay. think I've ever com- commented on someone's appearance in that fashion. We have had some very good-looking ladies in this show. We have, but I don't think I've ever just gone. But <laughs> <laughs> and how did you spell that in your notes? M M M M M H H H H M M M. <laughs> uh, no context for a lot of people listening. Yeah. Um, the doctor was uh, Bella Enaharo, and she. The only thing that I could really find with her, but she was a character called Cambridge in Pie in the Sky. Do you remember Pie in the Sky? No. What was that? Do you know? It was a TV show with um. God, what was his name? Big bloke. That doesn't help. Um. Hang on. Let me check his name. Let me check his name. It was a really famous TV series. The name, the name of the show rings a bell, but I can't imagine what, what it Richard is. Richard Griffiths. So it's Richard Griffiths, and he was a like a police officer, like a retired one, um, that decides to like set up his own restaurant or whatever. And then they get in some sort of scrapes and... No, it doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, so it was uh, 40 episodes there were. Okay, so it went like... Really short she, run, was it? No, no, no. It's a very famous TV show. She was a character called Cambridge in it. I recognise that dude. Yeah, I haven't watched Pie in the Sky for many, many years. Um, but it's very popular. It ran from uh, some date until some other date. Okay. 1994 until 1997. Uh, okay. So it would have been the kind of thing that I saw, but I was a young mm. lad and I would have seen it. So I remember it from that. But... um yeah, it's the only thing really that she's been in that I would say of note, to be fair. Um, he tells the uh, doctor about his nightmare. Um, he explains that he was seven when his dad died. So now yeah. I'm starting to think like, oh, is his dad dead? Did his dad kill the boy and he saw it? Mm. You weren't thinking that? No, no. Okay, you still think the mum's a bit dodgy? I, I don't even know what I'm thinking at this point. I really, I just, I, I got no idea. I, uh, but it becomes clear very, very soon that the mum is dodgy, doesn't it? So we, we get told very, very soon. It does. Well, he also in this conversation he says it's not a dream about missing his father, and they they keep talking. He says it's nothing to do with my mother, and they go, mother. Yes. We were talking about your father, and that was a bit like, hmm, interesting. Hmm. Um, he lays down 
they get him to lay down. They talk about hypnosis, don't they? Yeah, this was a bit awkward as well, wasn't it? Well, I wrote there's a bit of sexual tension between him and the doctor. Is maybe that's just me? Well, maybe, maybe. But the, the thing that got me that's been a bit awkward is I mean, he's, he said he doesn't want to do this. He's got no interest in it whatsoever. Mm. His wife gets the shrink into his house anyway. Yeah, she's then slagging him off when he arrives, which is a bit awkward again. They're then having dinner. So the first time he meets this lass, who's you know going to be effectively his. His, I think he's know, met therapist. her before. Oh, he met her at a party, didn't he? In the past. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. They're, they're starting to have a little bit of a conversation over dinner, and his wife nips it straight in the bird and goes, let's finish our food first. And it's like, they're just starting, he's just starting a talk, which is the whole point you're having this woman in your house in the first place, and now you shut it down. You've got to and shut then, up and eat your gruel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, we cut to the next scene. That. He's led on his own sofa. She's sat uncomfortably close to him because it's not a massive, massive sofa. He's, he can't lie out straight in it. His legs are a bit bent to fit on there, so it doesn't look the most comfortable position in the world. Right. And in the background, in the corner, like some sort of weird, perverse, I don't know what, is his wife sat in the shadows just watching. It's a bit like, mm, okay, this is really... Because to me... In that scenario, would his wife not get asked to leave from the professional aspect, maybe? Well, I'm not sure it would, but from a professional aspect, they would go, let's have some, let's have some grub, and then you go and lay <laughs> in your settee. But you're right, they were very close. Maybe that's why I was like a bit of sexual tension here, because they yeah. were laying very... And she, she's got a bit of something about her, this, I know I've said it a few times, but it's Doctor, I don't know <laughs> if it's personality or whatever. But she's got mm. a bit of character about her. She's kind of giving him a bit of a smile and having a bit of a joke with him and... Is it yeah. something that I, I was wondering if if he because they did mention he met her at a party and I was like hmm maybe that's why his wife is hanging around maybe she's not being maybe. creepy maybe she's just keeping an eye on the situation because she doesn't maybe. trust the pair of them from the shadows um, <laughs> he tries to retrace his dream uh, with his eyes shut apparently it's that easy um, and he said that the boy is running scared and he's behind him the boy's feet keep slipping. I never really came up and was explained why the little lad just kept randomly falling over. Because he mentioned a few times he, his feet keep slipping, keep slipping. Yeah. So I thought that's going to come into this. And there was a few moments in the in the, the dream sequence, isn't there, where the kid falls over something, gets mm. up, you know. I just put it down to he's a little kid running. I guess I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's not had as much practice as somebody who's older, has he? You know, because he's younger, so he hasn't run as much. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah, I suppose, I yeah. Do you run now as much as you did when you were a child? No, no, Or no. more so? No, I think I peaked in my 20s. <laughs> With the whole running thing. <laughs> I'm never I think, recapturing those glory years. <laughs> I think in terms of running, I peaked when I was six. Okay. <laughs> um, he's, he says about there being someone else there, another boy. The boy falls and begs, and then he's hit with the big stick. And um, we see, you know, he's. Well, we don't see his head getting caved in, but we see blood appearing on yeah. his head and, and all that kind of stuff. And now we see a bit more where he's walking towards the door of his house uh, as a child, and he's covered in blood, and he sees his mum at the top of the stairs. Uh, and that's when he sits up sort of in shock and says it was a it wasn't a dream it's a memory oh. but he I'm looks in the mirror doesn't he and sees blood on his face mm. yeah as a young lady did yeah yeah so then I, that's it my next note then literally says mum covered it up i knew there was something dodgy about her right right 
Um, he asks if it's possible um, that he, you know, kind of, what's the word? Not regress the memory. Suppress Push the memory down. Suppress the memory. Um, she sort of explains it. The little lad wakes up again. I put something's going to happen with those kids, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I kept I feeling that. Something's going to happen. Which I suppose is, is bad on our part because, you know, spoiler <laughs> alert for everybody, nothing bad happens to the kids. Like, we're both picking up that vibe. I think it's just because yeah. we've become that, we're sort of mentally, you know, uh, damaged by watching so much murder in mind that we suspect everyone now. It's like, you're yeah. even that, you're, they literally said his father died when he was seven. And you're there going, bet the bastard's not dead. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> we've been warped by this. Well, well, the good thing is, though, I used to be quite good at working things out, but now since I've been doing this, I overthink it so much. I end up so far away from the actual plot. <laughs> yeah. Aliens. I haven't got a clue. No matter how simple the plot is, I've got yeah. no idea what's happening. <laughs> I've just talked about the fact that his whole family were dead the whole time yeah. and he was imagining them. It's got nothing to do with his family. <laughs> him, him and his dad in some whiskey rugby field. <laughs> Rage. <laughs> Toss the children about like rugby balls to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, good God. Uh, they go back to his mum's and he broaches such a subject with her while she's washing up. And she said, "No, you're always a good boy." And she's suspect as anything. Now, yeah, she? she's yeah, she's um incredibly overly proud and protective, isn't she? I suppose. Well, we asked for old photo albums, and she she uh, does a little bit of an overact, I would say, sort of a uh, what kind yeah, of yeah. Th- there's a few moments with this last that go into that, isn't there? Mm. You can tell that she was a actress of a different era. Yes, because as I say, she was at her height, sort of at the sixties and seventies, and you could tell that she was. You know, I would say that the the acting style was more wooden back then, wasn't it? Not. <laughs> There's not as much Classical. subtlety, shall we say? No, no. You can mm. tell that she she isn't she's an actor from a certain era, I would say. Um, he collects the uh, photons in the basement, goes through them with her. He's looking at photos of his dad, and then he sees the boy that he was running with in the photos. You can see that it's that that boy, uh, blue coat. Mm, blue coat. Uh, no, that Pontins. Is it? I think you wrote blue jacket, did you? No, I said blue. Yeah, hang on. Well, I've got a third boy blue coat. I've got here. Okay, so, yeah. uh, the little lad from Pontins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he says, he, what, was he my best friend? And she's like, no, he was not. He's someone that you used to play with, and that's it. And you're like, okay, so he was then. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, he asks for, uh, will we go forward a little bit? He asks for a file from the receptionist, um, and she says, no, I didn't really know what this was about at the time. I don't know if that was because I was just a bit slow. Um, but he waits for them to go to lunch, and then he goes into the office, gets onto the computer, and looks up uh, Richard Croft, which is the name of that lad. And I was like, ah, okay, I'll understand that. Yeah, so just a, a complete abuse of power. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, I guess most people at this time didn't have internet at home. No, well, we see it here, don't we? Because. Mm he very quickly he's looking at these patient records and so on and he goes to see richard croft and and have a chat with him but not long after that he's looking into newspaper reports of a missing boy from this time mm-hmm. and then later on again we see him doing no hang on that's a different show forget that but he's looking <laughs> i watched two episodes today i'm getting confused but he's looking he's looking at 
he's in a library using the internet, isn't he? In this one, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, he does do that. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I've just got PTSD flashback to an episode of the other show I do where Fitch said, "Oh, I've got a, f- <laughs> I've got a fact that well, I can't remember what it was." There's there's a type of bird that lays square eggs, and then he goes, "Oh no, no, that was a joke." Yeah, I, I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've listened to that episode. <laughs> um, when jokes and facts start getting confused in your head, we're in a dangerous, dangerous world. Um, I've written that uh, that guy Richard Croft is in some kind of business. Mm-hmm. Not sure what. Nope. Some nah. sort of outsidey type thing. Uh, in my head, he's like a groundsman of some sort because he seems to be messing with very plants dead. and shit. Yeah, perhaps he's a <laughs> Perhaps he's a plant mortician or something. <laughs> <laughs> he like runs a funeral home. He's for embalming them. Embalming plants, yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so poor, because I can't imagine there's a lot of money in that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's in some kind of business. I don't know if that's helpful. Lots of dead plants. Mm, mm. Um, he seems a little bit surprised by Stuart turning up, but not too fussed. Yeah, I've I was expecting a bit more of a whoa, you know, panic. What's go- yeah, hadn't yeah. seen this guy for years, and we find out more later on. And the more we find out later on, the more I think that this reaction was a bit underplayed. Well, initially, when his reaction was a bit like whoa, you know, not a lot there. I'm thinking, is he being paid off or something? Okay. So he's he's reacting more thinking about money than anything else. If that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, you, uh, you're right. The, the more we find out, the more I'm like, he should have been a bit like a little bit more shook. Yeah, and he doesn't even re- obviously the thirty odd years has passed or whatever it may all be. He doesn't recognise the guy, but as soon as the name is dropped, he could have mm. been like, "Whoa, okay, hang on, you need to go or something." Stutter you know? a little bit, like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you're, you're right," you know, and suss him out a little bit. But he was just like, "Oh, you're right." I suppose you're here about the dead kid. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just very blasé, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, it was a bit, a bit odd. Um, it didn't seem, but not too fussed. It doesn't seem too fussed to see someone he was friends with as a child. Uh, Stuart explains the dream to Lovelock. I've written. <laughs> what Lovelock? was the guy's name? Uh, Richard Croft. Why did they put Lovelock? Ah, oh, because know. because the actor is called Rob Spendlove. What a name! Rob Spendlove. <laughs> That's his name. Um, he rocked up in Lovejoy and was Roger in Brookside. There you go. His name is Rob, Sen- uh, Rob Spendlove. So that's why I obviously wrote whatever I wrote. Okay. That can't be a real name. That's it. That's his name according to all of his credits. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so um, <laughs> Lovelock, as I've written, um, <laughs> he remembers nothing. Lovelock doesn't remember a thing and walks off. Not much of a reunion, I wrote. No, no, it wasn't. Again, it's it wasn't it, it wasn't one way or the other for me. There was no shock and oh my goodness, this is bad news. But then there wasn't even like a real huge effort to seem like he's sweeping stuff under the carpet either. He's just like, oh, all right, yeah, yeah what are you doing with yourself now? Oh, I'm I'm here, you know, burying dead plants and shit. What are you doing? <laughs> You know, well, that, that's how it was, wasn't it? It was just so relaxed and yeah, no worries at all. It was, yeah. yeah. Again, the more you find out later, the more I think that's a little bit off. Um, he goes like you said, library. I think it was looking for missing children, and very quickly finds the boy in his dream. 
mm. very quickly finds yeah. him. Because it was like literally the second one. <laughs> what info was he going on? He just typed in missing child. And there they came up the lad. Um, bit of a stretch. I, I suppose, it, trying to put a, you know, play devil's advocate here, put another spin on it. He does go and speak to the reporter who wrote the article. And it was in the local newspaper. And so he was she lives in the local newspaper. Yeah, and she lives, his mum and the woods and all that is very much in a kind of little village. So I okay. imagine, I mean, they've got two reports there that he comes across about missing children in a place that small. If there's more, then right. maybe they've got a problem. <laughs> you know, so maybe that yeah, would explain sense. it. But I don't, it did come across a little bit like, you know, we've only got 60 minutes. Oh, look, I found it already. That kind of vibe. Yeah, also, the little lad in the picture is wearing the exact same jumper that he was wearing when he was running in the woods. Yeah, perhaps that's all he had. <laughs> what, like Dennis the Menace? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Dennis the Menace only had one jumper? Or we had seven that looked exactly the same and they just wear a different one every day? Uh, I think that he was a scumbag. I think he was wearing the same <laughs> one. I don't think he washed very often. For like 50 years or however long the comic ran for. He must stink. <laughs> he had a pet pig. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, Rasher. Is there that a... Rasher and Nipper and Rasher. Yeah. I remember Nasher. Yeah, and there was one called Nipper. He had like one Nipper? tooth. And there was uh, a pig called Rasher. There was a spider that was called something. Flasher, I don't know what it was called. <laughs> Flasher. <laughs> Flasher the spider. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Eight different articles of clothing. Or... <laughs> I was going to say revealing eight tits. The spiders have eight tits. The <laughs> spiders have nipples. Do they breastfeed? Questions that I didn't think I would ask on a on a show about a early two thousands murder drama. How many tits do spiders have? <laughs> Uh, oh, I bet there are people out there who started listening to this show when we took it very seriously in the first couple of episodes who now don't listen anymore <laughs> and I bet there are other people out there who listen to the later episodes and they're not arsed on Murder in Mind they just want to hear which, which directions we go off <laughs> just want to hear how many have spiders got eight tits yes or no yeah. can you milk a spider these are the important questions that we need answered I'm going to google that and answer those questions next week Okay, you can't milk a spider. I'm going to answer that for you now. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, I, me and Fitch were talking about milking cats the other week. And I think As we, you decided, do. <laughs> <laughs> we decided you have to be a mammal to be milked, hence mammary glands. Then that's what we came up with. Oh, yeah, I heard that episode as well. Yeah, so I should know that. <laughs> I don't think... Who knows? Anyway. Good God, what is happening? Right, so... <laughs> So Dennis the Menace is smelly then, Back to the missing and murdered (laughs) child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Theory me. Um, This is where he rocks up to some old boy, I said, uh, which was the newspaper, the bloke who wrote the newspaper article, Mm -hmm. asked about the boy Timothy. Um, The guy remembers the missing boy. Um, I I don't remember what I did last week, but like you said, if if it's a small village, he probably wouldn't have reported on many of those. It's a very good point that you make. Yeah. he says that the case is still open um, because see, that's what happens when you don't find out. And he said uh, there was one line that I did think was good. I don't know if good. Yeah, I would say good uh, where he says something like um, pedophiles existed back then. Uh, we just didn't have a name for them. Yeah. 
which I thought was a, an interesting line. Mm. He wasn't um, particularly helpful, though, was he? This scene didn't really need to be in there, because we didn't really get any extra information from it. What, other than the body's not been found? But the newspaper article said that. Oh. Oh, shit, yeah, okay. And the, to be fair, the bloke even the, the bloke himself, I suppose, in a way, has even pointed out how pointless his existence in this show is when he <laughs> says when he says the line "everything I know I put in the article," which yeah, he's he already say. read. So he doesn't even need to be there. <laughs> You're talking yourself out of a paycheck, mate. Shut up. <laughs> Just read the script. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's like some of the epi- most of the episodes are rushing and cramming things in. It's like this one went. Shit, we need another five minutes. Mm. Let's chuck another uh, eight flashbacks. Yeah, go and, so, go and get the cleaner. Go yeah. and get him out. <laughs> Listen, just say a couple of lines. It'll, it'll be it'll be grand. Yeah, it's, maybe that's why there's so many flashbacks. They were like, just filling it out. It's only 36 minutes. <laughs> get that young lad back. Stick the itchy jumper back on. Go running again. <laughs> Stop playing with your Nasha. Anyway, um, <laughs> he, he pulls up to his mum's house and he sees Lot of Love's van. I've written. Um, I didn't expect that. No, and I've got. <laughs> I, I've obviously spelt this or, or written this wrong. Let me scroll back a bit. Yeah, the guy's name is actually Richard Croft. I've got here. There's Richard Ashcroft's van, who was the singer-songwriter from The Verve. So that's not. <laughs> <laughs> that really was a turn we didn't expect. Yeah, that, that was a real surprise. That was I did not see that swerve coming at all. <laughs> You know, he looks through the window and there's Richard Ashcroft just playing the drugs don't work to his mum. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, so he he sort of parks his van in the his his car in the sort of the darkness, hmm. and he he looks through the window and Lovelock's shouting at uh, his mum, at Stuart's mum. Stuart hides from them, and then when Lovelock's gone, um, he knocks on the door. And his mum's like, oh, oh dear, why are you here? Yes, that was another moment where it was not very good, wasn't it, from, from that lady? No. When when she had the first scene that she was in, where she was just like a lovable old lady, proud of her son, she was mm-hmm. absolutely fine there. Yeah, yeah. As soon as she's got any kind of dramatics to do, it's a little, little bit ropey. Yeah, it is. I don't want to talk ill of the lady. And I know she had a very successful career, and I'm not an actor. I don't know what I'm talking about, but let's just stick with she was an actor of a certain generation, of a yes. certain style. Also, uh, maybe I'm, I don't know, I've never been in that scenario, but he's looking through the window uh, and seeing what's going on, and you've got this, you know, old, I don't know if frail's the right word, but she's a lady of a certain age. Yeah. And some guy who he's only met in passing the once who looks quite rough around the edges mm-hmm. stood in her house yelling at her, and that's his mum. I'm thinking, he's going to burst in here now, and we're going to get a scene with the three of them, because he can't let this guy shout in his mum's face. Yeah, But he, he just kind of lets it go on, and I thought, I don't know, me, even if I suspected my mum was, you know, bad and covered up a murder or whatever... I still be thinking, yeah, that dude shouldn't be yelling in her face. I'll go. I'm, I've got to go say something. That was a bit weird. It was, but I've got that character down as being a bit of a wet lettuce. Ah, okay. Like just Fair sitting on. next to his kids and going, "Don't think you should be watching that horror movie, guys." Yeah. Oh help! No. Eh. I don't think you've yeah. been watching this. It's it's, uh, it's awful. This. Mm. So yeah, fair point. I think 
you know, he probably looked at that bloke and was like, I couldn't have him. You're on your own, mum. <laughs> You're on your own, mum. <laughs> <laughs> um, they sit by the fire. I got flashbacks here to not not those flashbacks, but I got flashbacks to uh, one of our episodes with Rob Brydon where they sat in front oh. of the fire and had that conversation. Yeah, because the similar set, staging. The, yeah, the set the set he was laid out the same way and everything, wasn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. very similar staging. Um, she says that uh, that Richard lad was a bad seed. Uh, she explains that they were playing tag and Richard picked up a branch. Uh, they ran after Timothy like puppies. Murderous puppies. Murderous puppies. Murderous rugby tackling puppies. <laughs> <laughs> yep, with spider tits. And Richard uh, Richard caved the lavs uh, caved the lavs caved the lavs head in. Um he came back shocked and she went back to the woods and she hid the body and she burned the branch and she covered up a child's murder essentially, is what she's admitting here. Yeah, pretty much. Um she convinced him at the time that it was a bad dream. I don't know how you do that so easily, but never mind. I can't pretend to understand Psyche. I know it does happen. Um, I've written. She's. Now, I don't know if something that they said or I've written this. She allowed his parents to never know. Is that something that he said in the show? Yeah, because the parents... I don't know who tells us. I think it might be the reporter. Uh, it might be the only thing we got out of the reporter. Maybe the yeah. point. The the mum of Timothy, the little boy in the jumper, she had cancer. Mm-hmm. But two weeks after the boy disappeared, she died. And everyone just said it was dying from a broken heart. Yeah. The dad lost the plot, started drinking and ended up on the streets. And again, according to the reporter, he'd be long dead by now. Mm. so the whole family's fallen apart because they didn't know yeah they didn't know what happened yeah and she has allowed that to happen i guess yeah very dark i've written i've written good god this was dark um he says that richard should have gone to jail if that's what happened and she says that Stuart Stuart would have gone as well mm-hmm. um she says um how much he's done and all the lives he's saved uh surely that's worth a boy's little boy's life. That's yeah, that's twisted, isn't it? But uh, what this the is, is that? This and that. This is where we're starting to see her. She is dark and she is twisted and she is. She has got that evil side to her, I guess, because there's there's looking after your kid and doing the best for that, you know, whatever. But some of the stuff that she's doing and talking about and and the way she's behaving. I mean, we get a scene again, another little flashback nightmare scene where you actually physically see her dragging the dead body into mm-hmm. the garden. And it's like, that's, that takes some, well, some dark side of you to be able to it's handle. Quite calmly as well. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting at. It's not like she's, mm. you know, panicky and hysterical and, oh my goodness, what are we going to do here? She's just like, yeah, okay. Got this job to do. Yeah. You know, it's very, no, not another one. <laughs> not another Did one. Did you rugby tackle him? <laughs> This is why you can't get on the school team. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there used Just to be 67 boys in your year. <laughs> there used to be 67 boys in your year. There's only 14 left. Yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, we have laughed a lot considering that this episode is about a child murder. Yeah, we're bad, bad people. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like you said, this is very different from the first episode we did. Yeah. Months ago. <laughs> I'm going to go back and listen to that and 
Just remember who you used to be before yeah, you did the show with me, yeah? <laughs> before you destroyed any professionalism. Well, what little professionalism <laughs> I had, yeah. All right, old ladder. <laughs> Again, no context for anyone that didn't listen I to the other shows. I went a bit Sid James then, didn't I, with my laugh? <laughs> <laughs> um, he says that, Richard, oh, I've done that a bit already, you fucking knobrot. Um, I've written that she's definitely lying because she said that, you know, what happened with Richard. She's definitely lying. It was definitely him that did it, wasn't it? That's what I've said. But right yeah, at yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking that it's, you know, it's him. He, so he goes and finds Richard. And they go for a drive, and Stuart's driving him to the woods. And Richard's like, well, no way, mate. And he said, well, it's either the woods or to the police. Now, if he believes, Stuart, that Richard murdered this boy. Yeah. And that he's a wrong un, Yeah. Because mum said he is. Mm-hmm. Why would he drive him to the woods? Yeah. And there's the other side of that as well, I guess, where Richard knows the truth. And he's allowing him to be driven to the woods, if that makes sense. Mm. Why, why would either of them, thinking what they think is real or right, why would either of them go on this journey? Makes no sense. Um, in the woods, he demands to know what happened, and Richard asks what he remembers. Stuart remembers what his mum told him, basically. Um, Stuart beat him with his word. I don't think I meant it. Sit down. Quiet. They went to tell his mum uh, about it, and um, she said to Richard that the police would blame him because he was older and he was a rough child and this and mm-hmm. the other. Um, she made him take her to the woods to show her where the body was. I put, she's a bloody evil piece of work. Yeah. Um, Richard said it's killing him for 30 years. Anytime he sees a child, it's, you guys have ruined my life. I put, this was a great scene, but where was that earlier? Yeah, exactly. Because he's now saying... I've spent 30 years because he explains how he's never had kids and that he's on his third marriage. But it was kind of like, yeah, well, I've had three wives and I've got no kids. Now he's like, you ruined my life. I can't look at children without having this horrific thought. And he does really well in this scene. I thought, oh, yeah. Richard spend a lot of love or whatever his name was. But where the, it, it was like an earlier episode. Like, I still can't remember which one it was. We spoke about last time. We were worried about the switch when the murderer was revealed that she was kind of suddenly going to be like, Mwah. yeah, yeah. The switch here from the kind of mm, whatever mate character to this tortured soul was too much. Yeah, you could have had him. Do you know what I'm trying to say? You could have had him. Yeah, no, in- I do. I do. I completely. I, and again, it comes back to this. Is kind of a bit more of what we kind of wanted in the earlier scene but then he's there saying it's it's been tormenting him this badly and ruined his life and and 30 years and all this sort of stuff there must be a point in those 30 years where he thinks i'm gonna tell someone i'm gonna say something you know i didn't do this and yeah he's a victim in this as well yeah and as an adult i would imagine i mean again we don't know the guy's education we don't know how clever he is or, or whatever but as an adult, I would assume there would be at least one occasion in those 30 years where he thinks to himself, hmm, okay, I'm not going to get in as much trouble for this because it's not me that did this. But even then, as an adult, he apparently doesn't know what Stuart went on to do. Yeah. Stuart was kept away from him, this, that, and the other. Yeah. So we are led to believe now, which I think you know is, is what happened, that Stuart chased this lad, 
they were playing tag and he chased him and then decided for no reason, which they even said that, we don't know why you did it, mm-hmm. to batter this lad. And this Richard, within those 30 years, never thought he could be out there killing kids. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Why? I didn't even think of that. Because he doesn't know. We know that he's a bit of a wet lettuce and a bit of a softy and he's a surgeon yep. that's done all this. But Richard doesn't know that. No. For those 30 years, he never once thought, this lad clearly has, has some kind of issue, some kind of, you know, he, he killed a lad in front of me, cold-blooded. Yeah. And his mum is a psycho and covered it up. That could have happened more. Never yeah. once thought that. That's bad. Oh, old Richard Ashcroft, that's, that's not good, is it? No. Um, I was going to go, gold! Wrong, wrong scene. Um, <laughs> it was a good scene, though. I'm not... I oh, thought yeah, it was a very yeah, good scene. Yeah. He's at home and he tells his wife... Uh, this is quite quick. He t- tells his wife... Gets home and goes, I killed a boy. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Um, and, she's, and again, she's a bit like, well, why are you drinking? So just, just yeah. leave the guy alone. <laughs> <laughs> She said it doesn't make sense, and she says that she won't let him go to the police because it will destroy her and the kids, like you said. Um, I don't. She said, don't think they would put you in prison anyway on zero evidence, which she is right. It was mm-hmm. zero evidence at that time. Um, she says that they'll deal with it together as a family. Um, that's when he goes back to his youngest's room again, looks over him as she watches on. She stands in the shadows a lot, but at this point, was she nervous that he was going to do something to the kids? He has just said, I yeah. murdered a boy. Yeah, and again, we get the unnecessary rugby tackling earlier. That must be playing in our mind as well. Yeah, <laughs> it would. Um, his mum is picking daffodils. I wrote, his mum picking daffodils. I guess that's where the boy buried. Oh, no, hang on. She's just taken it to some rocks, so I guess it's yeah. there. Yeah, with a tree on it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stuart goes back to Dude Love. And <laughs> to Dude I'm Love? Dude Love. <laughs> so Mick Foley's in this now, isn't he? <laughs> Mick Foley, starring Mick, Fo- Mick Foley and Richard Ashcroft. Oh, Quite an episode, whole, this was. whole different show. <laughs> um, Stuart says he's leaving, uh, he's moving far away, and um, he says it's too late to change anything. He's like, what about your wife? What about her? <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Fair he enough. is damaged, isn't he? He is damaged. Um, then Stuart goes to the police station, and he tells... Um, a couple of detectives in a dark room with a couple of wonky actors, I wrote. They yeah. were wonky, weren't they? They were not Bless very... Them. Yeah, yeah. Especially the female detective. Yeah. She, she was trying. This, she did a very, you know, intense lean, didn't she, at one point? Mm-hmm. You know, to ask a question. And it was like, yeah, that's not coming off how you want it to, really. No, bless her. You just look uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, bit am on it. Um... He tells them all the information that we've we've kind of. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say he tells them all the information that we've had to go through. I didn't mean it like oh, we had to go through all this. Um, <laughs> she asks, "How did you get the body back from the woods the, to the cottage?" Which is a good question, badly yes. delivered. Because um, obviously he now is like, "Shit, I can't drop my mum in it." Um, he says, uh, and then one of, the, one of the other detectives says, "Well, the problem is, oh, someone's already confessed to killing this lad." Mm-hmm. Did you see that coming? I did not, but it's obvious who is confessing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, his mum said that she pushed. Um, he broke into her house, this little lad, and she pushed him down the stairs, uh, killed him when he was stealing. 
she's arrested for it and they're buried, you know, obviously digging up the body. Um, she says, I'm glad you found him. It's no place for a child. I'm sorry he died, but it was his own fault, really. What the F is wrong no, with this woman? What a nasty piece of crap she is. She's basically saying this kid is a thief, broke mm. into her house, and, uh, oh, oh, just what a horrible bitch. Yeah. Stuart wakes up from the dream again, and that's the end of the episode. Mm. Yeah. Then there you go. Yeah, it's a funny one. Not as in half half funny. But well, we <laughs> laughed know, a lot about it. We did, we did. I think um, maybe partly because I'm in a silly mood, but also I think because it is so dark, I I don't, now I've got kids, I don't deal with stuff like that very well. No. Stories no. about kids' death, so I had to make, if in case anyone listening think we'll be in callous by talking about spider tits and whatnot, we have to make the light <laughs> of an episode that is that dark. Otherwise, you guys probably also don't really want to listen to us talk about child murder. Because this yeah. was, when when you break down the actual story and the character motivations and the things that actually happened, this is a very dark story. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is. And you've got the character of the mum who is incredibly dark and just evil. Just mm. nasty, isn't she? Like the whole way, you know, everything, the more and more you find out about her, and even at the end, when she's doing something nice and taking the heat for her son. Mm-hmm. Even then, she's a spiteful, horrible bitch by saying, oh, this kid broke in my house. And uh, it's just like, you know, oh, it wasn't my fault, really, was it? She says to the police. And, and it's just like, even even then, when she's doing a, a nice gesture for her son, it's still bad. You know, mm. she's still doing it in a, in a nasty way. Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting episode. And I like the fact that this is a big selling point for me with the show is that each story is different. Mm. And this yeah. is quite different to anything we've seen already. Definitely. I enjoyed, I know, I know you didn't like the repetition side of it or how often it, it popped up, but mm. I enjoyed the flashbacks giving us a bit more here and there so we could find out about what's going on and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it was just, there was a couple of wonky performances in there and mm-hmm. yeah, ultimately there's a few little plot holes as well, I think, isn't there, that we spoke about. So yeah, what about you? What did you think? Um, well, where, where are you going? Are you, are you keeping it in mind or are you murdering it or you don't know yet ah uh, see this is this is the thing i went down when i finished watching this episode i went downstairs and i always talked to sharon about it for a couple of minutes whilst i'm making a cup of tea or whatever and i said that the way we rate the shows we've got very much a plus and negative i suppose there's yeah. no middle ground that there, there, no. there's keep in mind there's, there's no there's no slap bang in the middle not sure Mm-mm. but if i was ever to have an episode that sat slap bang in the middle and i would have to pick not sure about it would be this one because I think that the idea behind it is very clever. Just some of the execution, I'm not sure about. So mm. if I don't, now I know the ending, now I know the big reveal and how it finishes, I don't think I would ever need to go back and watch it again. Okay. So I think it might just be one that just drops into being murdered. Okay. But only just. Yep. So, um, I'm, I'm the same, but I'm leading further than you are, but I'm the same. I put it there. Now, I don't think that it is bad television. No, no. I don't think that it is bad, you know, unwatchable or anything like that, uh, because this series really isn't like that at all. I think we've discovered that, um, there may be a couple of episodes that I would think are like that. Um, but it's, it's not bad 
I've ragged on it quite a bit. But this show is of such a high standard that, like you said, there's not a lot of wiggle room. It's, you know, and what we're trying to say to people is these episodes are worth keeping in mind. So if, would I tell someone, go and watch this? Right, okay. No, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, the flashbacks did annoy me. Maybe it's yeah. my temperament in that evening. Uh, I think there was a fair bit of plot holes. I still don't know why he murdered the boy. I don't know why he was in that blind fit of rage and then never had another blind fit of rage for 30 years. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Apart from when he rugby tackled the lad, but even that wasn't like a rage-filled rugby tackle. It was like a panic-filled rugby yeah. tackle. Um, that doesn't really make sense to me. Um, spend love not really being bothered and he's mm. rocked up and then it ruined his life for 30 years and then he was like, oh, I'm just moving, wife, whatever. And he's talking quite calmly to this bloke that ruined his life 30 years. Yeah. Um... I thought we get sorry. I thought we get a little bit more rage about that as well because obviously he said his life has been ruined. Whereas this guy's a doctor and has a big house, and I thought that might yeah. be an issue, but that never came up. No, uh, you have little bits about like the kids, you know, his daughter being into horror movies and that kind of stuff, and that you don't really hear anything else about that. Mm. Nicholas Holt's character, the older boy, why was he there? Didn't do anything. Didn't add anything to it. Um, it just it, there was a. I one of the things that I judge this on. I told you before. I clock watched a few times. Ah, okay. I looked and went, "How long have we got left of it?" And that's not a good sign to me. Um, I I just and by the end of it, I know like we we're happy that a lot of the episodes end quite open ended, but he's just still having the nightmares, and he's still with his wife, and uh, set his mum's in prison for murder, and he knows that he killed a lad, so. Uh. I just don't, there was nothing really satisfying to me. Um, yeah, the char- a lot of the character motivations didn't make sense. The wife's character motivation, I still don't know what that is. Yeah, that's fair enough. So, um, no, unfortunately for me, it it's in the murder pile. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, VIP and, I don't know what we call it still, the weak link in the bin, whatever. We're still, not, we're, still not, <laughs> we're like... They're nearly at the end of second series, and we haven't got a single name yeah. for it. I've never um, named. <laughs> VIP's got to, be, got to be him. Got to be the guy that plays Stuart. Yes, I agree. Um, obviously, the focus, like a lot of these episodes, is on one main character, and it is on him. But sometimes one of the uh, supporting characters stands out so much that we give it to them. Uh, I don't think anyone did. No. Uh, but he did play tormented sort of bloke well. You? Yeah, same. Yep, same. It's got to be him. Um, as in the bin, I'm not going to put the mum in the bin um, the, as the actress because she did a couple of bits well. The writing was wonky for her and she's just an actress of a different time. And I cannot get over how bloody awful the female detective was. She was very, very <laughs> ropey. That took me completely <laughs> out of it. Yeah, I get you. It reminded me of Black Books. <laughs> Black Books, okay. Which is, a, which is a comedy with Bill Bailey in it. Yeah, yeah. And he walks into, he, he ends up going into this police station they think he's a detective. And he goes and he's, he's acting like he's a detective. And he's overly forcing it, it's overacting because he's not a detective and he's panicking. Uh-huh. The same scene where he accidentally sits in his plums. And <laughs> her acting reminded me, when she did the big lean-in, he does a big comedy lean in like that. 
Right, which reminded okay. me of a comedy character overacting. So yeah. I'm going for her. You? Fair enough. Uh, I, I'm torn between the mum, old Richard Croft, and the female police officer. I can't get my head around how the character of Croft behaved, considering this had ruined his, his life for 30 years and so on. That's the stumbling. And it may not necessarily be the performance of the actor. Mm-hmm. It may be how it was written, directed, produced, whatever. But that is the big stumbling block for me, I think, because he was, I can't get over how he was just so blasé and then was a bit upset and then was just like, yeah, I'm going to that. that that's yeah. a big issue for me, I think. Okay. There we go. There we have it. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't like a waste of time watching it. It was. No. Um, so next week Si we are going to be looking at the final episode of series 2 which is called Regrets mm-hmm. and this one's going to be popular with uh, old Andy over at Bang Bang because this one features uh, as the main guy Dennis Waterman Minder yes indeed I know who that is yeah you know him Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big name at this point this is a big name to get on here right okay is this Thank when um, we're talking early two thousands, aren't we? When did that program come out? Was it New Tricks? Uh, that's probably around this time. Yeah, so that was a, that was a big popular show as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but I, I would say Dennis Waterman was very well known. Yes, big actor, you know, because of Minder and, and other things. Yeah, he'd, he'd had a few comedy series as well, hadn't he? A few sitcoms yeah, he's and done stuff, loads yeah, of stuff on the yeah. app, stuff like that. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he wrote the theme tune, sang the theme tune to that one. That is the joke, obviously, but he did <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on the app. He did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to come back next week and talk about that. Sai, where can they find you if they need to get hold of you, my friend? Uh, on Twitter is the best place at SJP World Media is the name of the network that carries this show, and you know anything I'm involved in is via that. So anything wrestling based I work on, all the live content we got on the YouTube channels and so on is at SJP World Media. That's the best place, mate. Really, your good self. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MortyJR5. I obviously interact with this show uh, on Twitter and um, the Morty and Fitch podcast where you will hear stuff like us talking about spider tits. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry that Morty from Morty and Fitch slipped into this episode. I'm going to try and contain him for the next one. <laughs> uh, <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> come, come back and uh, listen to us next week when we talk about the final episode of the second series, where there's only one series left of the of yeah. the program after this. Yeah, there we go. What is it, eight episodes in a season, something like that? Uh, there's eight episodes in this one. And I think there's eight episodes in the last one as well. Bloody I think hell. the first one was seven or something, wasn't it? Okay. Um, hold on. Tell you. No, there's seven in the last series. Oh, strafe. Not many left, mate. Not many left. No. I'll find somewhere else to talk about. Oh, I've got plans. Okay. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> the Twitter for the show itself, of course, is at Murder in Mind Pod. So if anyone wants to follow that, message us, let us know how disrespectful we are and so on. Yep. <laughs> it's the best way of doing it is by a handle there. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye.